you know, so, so literally anybody can learn how to play, um, and, and can get good at it. Just, it's just practice. Shalini, you have, you have seven years to, okay. to become a grandmaster. Got it. They said, all right, per, Mark, per Mark's guidance, you have you, in your 20s is your prime for that. So, um, Welcome, everyone. Uh, welcome to ZDevOps Talks. Uh, today, we have Mark Indermauer on. Mark, how are you? Very good. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, today we're going to be talking a little bit about um, analysis tooling and some new products and projects that are up and coming and sort of, you know, on, on the roadmap. And also, we want to talk a little bit about chess. Um, so that should be interesting. Mark, uh, <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you, uh, let me let me ask you this. Um, no. <laughs> I figured that was going to be the response. Um, what was it like uh, playing chess at the uh, NC General Assembly back in 2017? Ah, so specific. Yeah. So oddly, oddly specific. Yeah, <laughs> diving right, diving right in. Yeah, so um, uh, yeah, my my son, you know, it, it, you know, we we got involved with chess when when he was interested in being in a chess club, and uh, my wife and I started volunteering with that chess club, and and then one of the other chess coaches in the area um, uh, you know, works at another technology company um, here in North Carolina, um, but he volunteers at, at, at his son's school and he, he got the idea of um, kind of lobbying the legislature about the benefits of chess and trying to encourage, you know, more schools to offer chess clubs. And uh, so, so he organized this. Um, but we had several kids from um, our chess club um, go, go to the legislature and if, and it was kind of neat. There's a central area in the legislative building. There's some benches around, uh, kind of like some fountains and things. And so we set up chess boards around those benches. And quite a few of the legislators uh, came down and um, either talked with the kids or even or, or played games uh, with them. And uh, um, it, it was kind of a neat opportunity for elementary, middle school, and some high school age kids to meet with their representatives. And so I think it was very refreshing for them from that perspective. And then they were quite impressed at how good some of the kids were because some of them played chess themselves or they had uh, people on their staff who played chess. And, um, and uh, I'd say that the kids won most of the games. <laughs> Mark, how, how old were you when you started playing chess? I started uh, playing chess during the Bobby Fischer era. Um, so back in, in 1972, uh, I was in fourth grade um, in the early 70s. So I'm, I'm, I'm uh, dating myself now. But um, <laughs> but uh, it was kind of fun back then. Um, we, we played in school. Um, and... Uh, I, I got pretty good at that time, fairly, you know, at least fairly quickly. And the, and the, maybe the key litmus test is I got good enough to beat my dad. Yeah. The whole, the reason I, I was asking was because I, I, this was more a question at 23, could I start playing and would I get any, any good if I started playing that? But 
Well, have you watched um, the Netflix series? Yeah, Prince Gambit? I have. It All has right. So I'd say millions of people have started learning to play chess or resumed playing chess as a result of that. Um, series. So if any of our listeners haven't seen it, I'd highly recommend it. Oh, hey, before you guys jump in, I want to say uh, Mark was talking about the the uh, there's a there's a, a book bot at Hunt Library at NC State um, University. And that's what he was talking to. It's like this automated uh, system where you go to a kiosk to find your book and then you can watch the robot, right. you know, retrieve your book. But uh, Mark, you went to state. That's where you studied. Was it computer science or something in technology? Was that when you That's first right. I, I went undergrad to um, to Duke um, and studied electrical engineering and math there. Um, but then I went back uh, and got a master's in computer science at, at NC State. And, and I was actually working on, a, on uh, my PhD. Um, uh and and I was focused on wireless networking at the time, um, but uh, decided at that point to actually leave IBM and uh, start a company with some guys in Atlanta um, in the wireless area. Right, so it was um, had, so I had this opportunity to actually kind of put into practice what I was studying, and then I ended up back at IBM. Yeah. What What's your title? What do you do at IBM? Yeah, so I am an offering manager at IBM. I've worked on a number of different products, uh, but what I'm working on now is uh, something called Wasi Analyze, um, which is a, a, a tool to help uh, developers analyze uh, and analyze mainframe applications. You know, with the, whether they're doing maintenance of those applications or they're trying to modernize or transform them. Okay. Okay, cool. So Wazi Analyze, how long has that been a product? Did it have any predecessors or? Well, Wazi Analyze is actually a very new capability um, that's part of our application discovery and delivery intelligence product. And it's also available in our Wazi developer product. So it hasn't been around very long at all. Um, we just uh, released it in March of um, this year. So March of 2021. Um, but uh, ADDI, Application Discovery and Delivery Intelligence, has been around for about four and a half years. Um, so it's uh, building on uh, capabilities that we had in ADDI. Okay. Okay. ADDI, Application Discovery, Discovery and, Del and Delivery Intelligence. Yeah. So that sounds like two separate things, right? Well, yeah, yeah. So we did kind of combine some technologies into that, but it is it is one product uh, now. Um, and the idea is that we discover things about applications, um, but also provide um, kind of additional insights and intelligence um, uh, for those applications. So um, leveraging the discovered information and then merging in information from other tools as well. Um, so that, that's kind of what ADDI does. Um, at its core, it's got static code analysis to, to analyze the source code of mainframe applications. So COBOL, PL1, assembler applications primarily. Um, but it also scans a lot of other uh, related artifacts. So workload schedule information, um, uh, things like that. So uh, Customers use it. Um, you know, the, the, you know these mainframe applications are uh, 
are critical to many, many organizations around the world. Um, but those applications were, in many cases, were originally written 20, 30, 40 years ago uh, when coding practices and standards were quite different, right? Back then, the computers were not nearly as powerful as they are today. So when you wrote code, you wrote it for speed and efficiency, uh, not not for ease of maintenance or um, you know that that sort of thing, right? So it's uh, you know it's kind of optimized for speed, but now maybe difficult to maintain. Documentation standards were, were quite different back then, so any documentation that exists for those applications um, is probably incomplete. And for many customers, uh, it's just missing. They don't have that documentation. So they've been relying on uh, kind of subject matter experts who've been working on those applications over the years, and that's kind of their core set of knowledge. But a lot of those folks are now retiring. Um, and so the, the challenge for organizations as they maintain those applications or in what's increasingly happening as they're modernizing them um, they need a tool to help them understand how those programs are actually working. And, and that's what we're trying to provide with ADDI, right? So, so we scan the code and then we give you a way to visualize all of the interdependencies uh, within the application. Um, so then you can, you can do things like onboard new developers much more quickly um, so they can become productive on the, on the, uh, application you know in a very short period of time rather than taking many months to do that um, you make it uh, much less risky to to do a, a modernization project because you understand all of the potential impacts before you make changes right you don't want to have some unintended consequence you know when you go into production right so um, it takes that kind of risk uh, or you know certainly helps you manage that risk much much more easily um and it helps you better plan you know size and plan uh the projects themselves and then manage them as as you're implementing them um so it you know reduces risk increases productivity and accelerates those transformation projects so it's so that's kind of addi in a nutshell when we're looking at the um the whole devops pipeline whereabouts would you say addi and wasi analyze fit which you know, I can, you know, whether it be just WASI or ADDI, where, where do those, where do those fit in the sort of in the, in the life cycle there? For, for most of the, you know, the past four years, ADDI has been sort of on that earlier side of, um, of the pipeline, right? So when you're planning the project, you do this analysis so you can um, better understand what you're, what you need to do. And, um, and if you make a change in this area, what are the other areas that are impacted? And so you can you can look at those and maybe make uh, corresponding changes or or plan for those corresponding changes in those areas as well. Um, but but your question is a good one because it's part of what led us to create this WASI analyze capability um, because we've gotten you know input from customers that they would like to use the analysis um, in kind of later stages in the pipeline. Right, so that um, you know, ADDI, you 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 run this analysis, and it and it's really on the like the, the main line of the code, the main branch of the code. Um, but the customers are interested, in so we'll, they'd like to have the developer be able to do analysis on their own branch, you know, what they're working on right now. 
Um, and so what, what they wanted was, can we have kind of this local personalized analysis that would run on the developer's machine, right? So they could get their branch of the code, do the analysis on that, maybe then even make some changes and then update the analysis and then use the, the um, analysis information to drive, drive decisions in the rest of the pipeline. So maybe use it to help um, provision a tailored test environment, um, make decisions about whether to promote the code or not. What does it, you know, does it meet all of the criteria that the organization has established? Um, those sorts of things. So, so we wanted to um, provide that kind of local personalized analysis. Um, we also had requirements from some customers who, you know, ADDI uses the um, uh, uses Eclipse. Um, so we we, um, we have our IBM Developer for Z um, environment that runs in Eclipse. There are a whole bunch of tools that run in that environment. But our customers have uh, a set of developers. Um, you know, some of them are those subject matter experts that I was referring to, who are still much much more comfortable using ISPF. So the, the Customers have asked, well, could we just have a web interface to some of that analysis information? And then they could continue to use ISPF um, for their development, but um, still, but have access to analysis information without needing a fat client. So kind of looked at the combined set of requirements, and that's where um, we created Wasi Analyze. Um, and so it's a component now of um, ADDI version six, the newest version of ADDI as well as um, WASI Developer version 1.2, um, which is the latest release of WASI Developer. Okay, yes. I was going to ask a clarifying question as to if ADDI and WASI Analyze are interchangeable terms. It's sounding like they're kind of not. Yeah, it's more like, um, you know, WASI Analyze is like a feature of ADDI. So it's what provides that local um, analysis for the developer with a web user interface. So like people who are using ISPF and don't want to use Eclipse, they could use it instead. Um, but is it, is it a separate, like, is it, is it a, it is, is it a WASI analyze interface or is it a WASI developer interface where analyze is available in that? Um, it, yeah, it's in effect, it's like the analysis capabilities for WASI developer. So it's a, it's a, it's a web UI. Um, yeah. and, and, um, you know, you get get the similar sort of look that we have in in our um, Eclipse client. You get a graphical view. Mm -hmm. You can see the relationships between the components of the applications, um, and then we also offer a um, a table view as well. So you can okay. you can switch back and forth. The table view is is, is helps us meet some um, uh, accessibility kind of requirements as well. So. You have users who are using a screen reader, or things like that. If they're uh, visually impaired, um, it's easier to process the information that way. And when I log in, what am I logging into? Am I logging into a um, like an Eclipse Che environment, or am I logging into like just like if I was to log into like my email, there would be like a login and password. I enter that in, and then boom, all of a sudden I'm in Wasi Developer, and I will have at that point configured Wasi Analyze, so it should just work. Is that how? Right. It, yeah. It, it's a. It, if you have, you, know, you need Docker on your machine, and so it's a. It's a container, you know, on Docker, and um, and you're you're logging into that server, um, 
you know, that's running in the container. So it's, it's on your machine. Um, you scan the, scan the source code there. So it's not, it's not running on the ADDI server. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so, uh, so you say it, it's you say, actually literally you can, you know, you can in effect install it and have finished analyzing your, your first application, you know, in like five or 10 minutes. Oh, so you say Docker, which I automatically assume every, this is all on OpenShift, right? Because it is WASI and is that correct? That's right. I'd say in our, in our first release, we haven't um, done anything to optimize for mm-hmm. OpenShift. Um, you know, so that's something that, you know, customers would, have asked us about and so that's you know something we're we're likely to do um but yes you're right okay and so we're not so at at this point okay so i'm 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 uh i'm i'm so inept when it comes to this but we are we are strictly in like a sandbox test development environment we're not we're not using rsc apis to call up to a mainframe for anything i mean this is strictly like in a con- a 100% containerized environment. Is that, is that correct? That's right. So the yeah. developer could, uh, you know, you know, get this, you know, have, have, have his, his or her own uh, Git repo and analyze that code yeah. or, you know, you know, a lot of customers haven't, uh, you know, they're in the process of migrating to Git, um, mm-hmm. you know, but they, they could download the code and put it into a folder, you know, that that container has access to um, and can scan it that way. Oh, so locally on your yeah. own machine. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like this yeah. Is... So this is like your personal local analysis tool. What? Yeah. Yeah. Now, that... yeah. Sorry, no, I'm, 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 I'm steamrolling because I'm. This is fa- <laughs> fascinating. So I'll, I'll step back. But this is, it's really cool. I think, I think developers will really, really appreciate, you know, having, having the, you know, tool themselves. They can then make changes to the code and then update the analysis and, um. You know, and then uh, we provide ways for them to to share the results. Um, we have c- customers who've been we've been working with um, as sponsor users um, are interested in doing a number of things with it. They they'd like to um, like for us to discover um, some more configuration information, combine that in there, and then um, they'd like to export that or say like save it into to Git as uh, infrastructure as code and then use that um to create um images of test environments in in a tool like zdnt which is our our z development and test environment tool it it helps it gives you an emulated uh zos environment running on a an x86 machine um and so you could then create the image for that environment um and you know have it be tailored to the application that the developer is working on, um, you know, rather than having it be some large, um, you know, mo- you know, image of the, of like the entire infrastructure, it could be something that's very specific to um, that application. Um, so they're they're interested in doing things like that with it, right? And so again, I'm also kind of new to this, but you were saying that there's been requests to make more integrations. So what has what does that look like in the future? Like, what do you have in store in terms of the integrations that you'd like? Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, so I mentioned that one with uh, ZDNT, and then um, we had customers also interested in that with uh, Wasi Sandbox, which is the uh, kind of the cloud native version of uh, ZDNT. Mm-hmm. Um, we have customers who are interested in integrating it uh, 
with uh, tests. So like identifying test cases uh, that should be run. Um, right. Uh, maybe even generating, helping to provide input to generate test data. Um, and then we have a, a product, uh, um, VTP, IBM VTP, mm -hmm. um, virtual test platform. And um, it collects runtime information. So as you're, if you um, run, run some tests against a program, it um, kind of records all of the results. Right. And so then when you make a change to the program, you can run the same, you know, run those same tests and to make sure that all of the interfaces are still working correctly. And you can actually run that test without needing, you know, all the, all, you know, kicks or DB2, right? It, it kind of provides all of that, you know, it, it, it receives the, the kind of the, the output from the program and responds the way um, it, you know, the, the infrastructure did when you did the recording. Um, now, the interesting thing is, is that as it collects that recording information, that's information that's interesting to application analysis. Because um, a lot of programs make dynamic calls and we can resolve um, a lot of dynamic calls from the static code analysis. Um, but you don't, but there, but there's some that actually, um, you know, like where you might call a program that does a database lookup and then the results from the database drives the next uh, program that's called, right? And so that kind of, kind of information is, is very difficult to get from static code analysis, but it's, it's immediately gathered by a tool like VTP. So customers who are already have VTP are interested in combining that information so we, in effect, we're, we have like an overlay of the static analysis with the, the runtime information. So you could see, um, I guess a good analogy for this would be like the static analysis would be kind of the map of, um, you know, the state or the country or wherever, you know, like showing, showing all the possible paths of, right. of the code. And then BTP is providing well, here's the route that you actually took on this, right? So when you ran these tests, this is the route that you took through the code. Uh -huh. uh, so that's another example of um, integration that uh, customers have asked about. I, yeah. I should say that, you know, and initially I said like in our first release, we focused on COBOL, um, the set of customers we were working with were most interested in that. Um, but we certainly got a request to add PL1 assembler um, and Java, I'd say, are the, the top three um, that uh, customers are interested in having us add. Right. And is that something we're working towards then? Absolutely. Okay. Mark, I had a question. If So, hmm, like, say, for instance, I was to visit the existing ADDI product page just to get, a, just to get a, um, familiar with, you know, the capabilities of it. So, um, how, how close is how close would WASI analyze be to like those sets of products? Like, are, is it, is it one for one? Is it, is it really the delivery mechanism, the way that, and the way that the user interacts with it? Is that like the biggest difference or are there like a, are, are there like a set of like key, uh, 
characteristics or attributes in the WASI analyze product. Like for instance, like the business rules, I remember reading something about that. Like like stuff like that. Is it all, is is everything in ADDI available in WASI or is it just like a select? We've taken kind of a targeted subset, the things that would make most sense for that um, kind of local analysis. So, so Um, it's, I'd say, so the WASI, WASI analyze, you know, feature of ADDI is kind of fo- focused on that. So I'd say it's more, more project focused. Um, yeah. and then ADDI has, um, a, a set of, you know, like broader capabilities. So it, it has this cross project analysis. So, you know, if you're looking at, um, something, you know, updating something that's maybe a common, uh, a common component that's used in a lot of, a lot of applications, you really want to do this cross-project analysis to do, yeah. uh, you know, to plan any kind of um, modernization effort involving right. that. Um, the b- business rule um, uh, discovery is a capability that's in ADDI that we've um, not uh, put into to WASI Analyze. Um, but you're you're being guided by customer requests, so it's not. I mean, you're being. It sounds like you're being very um targeted with what goes into WASI analyze is that accurate that's that you're absolutely right yeah yep. okay um sorry guys i had one more question i forgot give me a second maybe i'll think of it again oh if i am a uh, existing addi customer am i auto you may have already answered this but am i automatically entitled to WASI analyze or is that just a completely different yeah, no, I I don't think I've answered that yet. So that's a good question. Okay. Um, it's part of ADDI version six. So um, if you're an existing ADDI customer, just you know, go to IBM Passport Advantage and download version six, oh. and you've got Wasi Analyze. So, I had a question. Basically, if you if you wanted to learn more about this product, about Wasi Analyze, how would you go about doing that? We just had a um, a technical webinar on uh, ADDI and WASI Analyze on March 23rd. Um, so um, I don't know if there's a way we can provide links with this uh, podcast, um, but um, you know you can look for a link to that off of our um, ADDI uh, webpage. Um, but I'd say that that would be a great way um, uh, to, to learn more details about WASI Analyze. Um, we will add um, quasi analyzed to a Z trial. We don't have that yet. Um, so I, I'd say though, if, if you're an existing ADDI customer or, or WASI developer customer, you can just download, uh, the latest release and, you know, you can try out WASI analyze that way yourself. So I want to talk a little bit about the, the part where we're talking about modernizing. Okay. So awesome. is that something that is in our like where where is that coming from? The fact that the fact that someone said you can modernize it is that like yeah so yeah so these applications that have been around for a long time um, you know there, there are a variety of factors that uh, drive customers to to modernize them um, you know a lot of uh, business kind of factors you know requirements from their own customers um, you know responding to competitors, uh, regulatory requirements, those kinds of things. Um, but, but there are also things to, you know, like just to adapt to, to new technologies. So, 
to provide um, you know newer interfaces to them. Um, you know, most customers like these kind of applications. They've they've already provided like web interfaces to them, maybe mobile interfaces, um, maybe voice response units. Maybe they're adding um, chat bots and you know other you know kind of conversational interfaces, um, right. or they're looking now to adopt um, uh, new technologies for parts of the application, like maybe adding machine learning to um, to parts of it, or um, you know the customers are starting to look at quantum computing, um, things like that. So you might make some changes in the back end parts of the application as well. Um, so those, you know, so there are a lot of those kinds of, um, of reasons. Um, there are also just kind of organizational things. Customers will, you know, acquire another company. They have some, you know, overlapping sets of applications and they're trying to, you know, rationalize those and maybe their capabilities that were in, you know, they have two applications that are similar, um, but one of them has, you know, some additional capabilities. So they want to add that into their main application before they sunset the, the you know, the other one, um, things like that. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And you can imagine then, so if you have these programs that, you know, make up those, you know, those applications could have hundreds or thousands of programs in them. And, you know, maybe somebody hasn't looked at some of those programs in quite a long time and there's not much documentation. It could take a long time to figure out what you need to do without having some type of an automated analysis tool. And so that's, yeah. that's what we're trying to help with. Right. And so when you're, when you were speaking about interdependencies, that's sort of what you're talking about is the fact that um, these large enterprise applications, some of which have been running since the seventies um, have all these interdependencies. So um, when you say inter interdependencies, just for any listeners that are not, um, you know, or new to mainframe or not understanding sort of the, the line of questioning here. Um, what kind of interdependencies are, are, are WASI analyzed and uh, ADDI picking up for these um, analysis, the static analysis tools? Well, so like these, these programs, then they call each other and they pass a whole bunch of information as parameters. Um, they might save things in a file and then call another program, which then accesses those files. Um, you know, so there are all, all of those kinds of relationships. So if you're, um, you know, like, like pick an example, let's say uh, you want to change a field in the database to accommodate more information or, you know, like we're going to, you know, change the number of digits in, in this field so that, you know, we're going to expand it. Well, what, what are all the implications of that? You know, how, you know, that field gets read into this program and, and put into this variable and, and then that variable gets passed as a parameter when we call this next program. And then that program uses it in, you know, in these kinds of calculations or, you know, whatever, right? So it, or, or, or updates some other uh, database with information, you know, using that. So you want to trace those kinds of flows through all these different programs to say, well, if I make this change, I need to make corresponding changes in these other places in order to make sure that I don't have any kind of problems or, you know, and just to make sure everything works correctly. So you want to understand the fact that those are all related in that way um, before you start making changes. Right, right, right. That And that would be, 
and I'm using air quotes here, impact analysis. Yeah. 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 That's, that's impact analysis. Yeah. Cool. Mark, do you see, you mentioned machine learning and some of the other technologies. Do you, do you see, is there any opportunity for that or do you have anything like that on the horizon or, um, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. You know, that's like, you know, why not apply machine learning capabilities to application modernization itself, right? So if you think about, you know, that's a, it is that kind of a domain, right, where experts have been doing this kind of work. So why not leverage machine learning to, to help uh, speed up that process? So, so one of the things that we're looking at is, is kind of one of the challenging um, projects of, uh, you know, if you, some of these programs that were written, um, you know, 30, 30 plus years ago, um, because they were written for speed and efficiency, they're, they're monolithic, right? So they're not organized in separate modules that are, you know, easy to maintain or, you know, or, or loosely coupled. So you, you can make a change to this module. And as long as you preserve the interface, you don't have to worry about, you know, how it affects other modules. Instead, you have this large, massive program um, that, um, you know, there every, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, intertwined uh, dependencies in it, um, but it, but it ran really fast. So now if you want to split that into, you know, something we call like microservices or, you know, into these modules that are um, easier to maintain, easier to reuse, maybe easier to plug into um, other applications, leverage them in the cloud, you know, have interfaces that business partners call, you know, all, all the different kinds of things that, that uh, uh, various organizations want to do that that's a challenging problem and we're working with ibm research on ways to apply machine learning to that problem so that you could look for patterns in those monolithic applications and and identify candidates for those new modules or microservices and Uh, when you talk when you're we're talking about how you know, it's monolithic applications and just things that were built in such a way, even though they run really fast and that, you know, they, they still run to this day. Was that, would you say that that's kind of like a, like a, just a result of the practices and how development was done at the time? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you wanted to eke out the maximum performance that you could out of the systems that you had um, back then, I, you, know, you know, you hear these statistics how like, you know, today's smartphone or calculator or whatever has more power than, you know, than, you know, these massive computers from 30, 40 years ago. Um, and yet those computers back then were running, you know, large banks and, you know, airline reservation systems and things like that. Right. <laughs> so so you right. had to write some, you know, very creative, fast code, you know, to make that happen. And, um, you know, so, uh, I wouldn't say it was like bad practices. It was like, you know, I, you know, somewhat out of necessity, um, you know, you were trying to get as, as much as you could, um, out of the machines, uh, that were available at that time. Um, and now, um, 
you know, but now it, it makes it makes it a little more challenging to to work with that code. Um, but if we have tools that help you understand it, and you know, we're you know going to keep working on those tools. So like that, you know, the research uh, um, that we're doing around machine learning, I think will will help with uh, will help with that in the future. What so what is on the horizon for Wazi Analyze? Like what is coming up? Um, anything exciting that you can share? Well, I'm pretty excited about it just, you know, because it's pretty new itself. Um, so I think we're going to keep building on um, this kind of, uh, you know, local, um, you know, kind of personal analysis. We're going to integrate it uh, with other things in the pipeline, okay. um, you know, and, and we're going to, you know, going to add um, support for, additional languages, but probably the, the main thing is all of this will be guided by our customers. So, um, you know, folks who are listening to the podcast, you know, try the product out, give us your feedback, um, you know, yes. submit requirements. Um, you know, you can submit the requirements through uh, IBM has this request for enhance enhancement system, RFE system. And, mm -hmm. you know, if you're an ADDI customer, you submit it as an ADDI requirement and we'll work on it there. Or if you're a WASI developer customer, submit the requirement that way. We'll, we'll be um, monitoring and, you know, receiving those either way. And, um, you know, look forward to, you know, incorporating that feedback into the product. Yeah, for sure. And um, another question that just a follow up to that is how, how frequently can we expect um, updates. In terms of yeah, I would expect, you know, with, um, with ADDI, we've been doing pretty much quarterly releases for quite a while. Maybe, maybe every so often we do three updates a year, but, you know, I'd say, you know, three or four a year is probably um, uh, pretty reasonable going forward. Okay. Yeah. Well, so lots of opportunities to get, you know, to incorporate, uh, you know, listeners uh, feedback into the product and yeah. Mark Mark, if I'm a, if I'm an ADD, I like, say for instance, I'm, I'm like, you, you mentioned the request for enhancement enhancements. If I submit a request for enhancement through a, through the ADDI product, will you, are you now at a point where you're anything that comes through for either products? Are you considering it for both products? So like, if you say, you know, somebody requests something ADDI, will you, will you and the team step back and look back at it and say, back at it and say like, oh, you know what, we should consider this for analyze as well. Well, that's right. And, you know, so we'll look at those inputs and see, well, you know, is this something that makes sense, um, you know, in one, one of, you know, it, you know, in the broader product, or yeah. should we put it there as well as yeah. in the, the kind of local analysis? Yeah. Um, you know, it, I, I imagine some of the requirements will be specific to one yeah. area or another, but sure. if, if they're more general, then yeah, we'd look at putting it in both areas. Oh, that's good. Absolutely. to know. It's comforting, comforting to know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we get, we actually get, um, you know, we, we have a lot of ADDI customers and quite a, um, quite an active community submitting, um, you know, submitting RFEs. So, you know, we, we have a regular uh, meeting where we, we kind of review and um, each of those that get submitted and, and see, you know, where it fits. So we, you know, we try very, very hard to provide, you know, quick feedback to the um, customers who are submitting those. Hmm. 
do you uh, do you have like a sponsor user? Are you are you actively looking for sponsor users for the for the products, or are we past that stage now? Um, um, no, I'd say you know we had about a dozen customers yeah. who helped us in the you know kind of this initial creation. Okay. Um, but we're I know we're certainly open to have, well, having more. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you know each of these customers will have you know interests in specific areas, so um, you know so it, it's helpful to have. Yeah. Um, have more. Oh, okay. All right. Well, if anybody's listening, we'll connect you. We'll connect the two parties. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, help them, help them uh, get in touch with me. Um, and, uh, um, and, and then we'll take it from there. Well, we, I still, we, we should do our formal wrap up, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mark, thank you so much for being on the show. It was really, really interesting to talk about all this analysis news and the, ADDI capabilities and WASI analyze and what we're looking forward to. Um, yeah, great information. Thank you very much for having me on yeah. here. And um, I look forward to uh, uh, hearing from some of uh, your listeners, um, hopefully, you know, getting them to try out WASI analyze and I look forward to getting their feedback as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate this opportunity. So thank you for having me on. 